Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. You're now listening to Wilfred Watch's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Wilfred Watch's podcast. Of course, we are known for interviews, we are known for theme shows, and we have a very cool theme show today. We have WCW Resurrection. So beloved, so fun, such a crazy uh, timeline of WCW, and we want to bring it back to life today. This is our third time that we have done the WCW Resurrection. The first time with my friends from the UK up in Newcastle area, Grapple Arcade, and then of course the second rendition was with Omega Luke Podcast, one of my best buds in the world, and today we have a little different uh, formats. We're going to have two awesome people from Twitter, two people who are very engaged in the community of pro wrestling on Twitter, and they're going to go at it against each other. I am not participating in this one. I am going to be the referee. Uh, I am going to be the person who judges who I feel has the coolest roster um, and the best roster. So here are our guests. First of all, we have Mike Baker from at Baker underscore show. Uh, Mike, how are you doing, sir? I am doing well. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing your roster. Um, and, of course, we do have stipulations, uh, so we'll run through those momentarily. Um, but first, I want to also introduct, uh, in- introduce uh, Smark and Friends podcast. Uh, they are at Smark and Friends on Twitter. And today, Zach is uh, part of this group today. So, Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for uh, sharing your platform. Yeah, dude. This is awesome. Um, yeah, that was the whole idea, brother. Um, share your space, uh, do the work, and uh, let's succeed together. So, let's go through some of the stipulations very quickly. Now, Something that we've had on the previous uh, uh, versions of this draft, uh, some of the stipulations will remain the same. But because Omega Luke was part of the last one, I wanted to get his input, and we have a special stipulation from Omega Luke Podcast himself. All right, so the first one is 10 wrestlers, any gender or species, male, female, space monkey, Andres of the Giant, Panda, whatever you got. We do not discriminate, and we'll have anybody on the roster. All must be under 30 years of age at time of recording. So today is March 16th, Stone Cold Day, of course. Uh, So, shout out to all the Stone Cold fans. Uh, But today it's WCW, so it's stunning Steve Austin Day for us. Um, Also, we must have three of the guys on your roster. Guys or girls must be juniors or cruiserweights. And this stipulation is not based upon weight. 
Uh, I will adjudicate who is uh, a junior or a cruiserweight. If I feel that somebody is not really fit that criteria, I will let you know. Uh, no one can be a title holder at time of recording. Uh, this means anybody, WWE, New Japan, Progress, whatever. If it's a local company that I'm not really familiar with, I'll let it go. Um, but we'll decide as it goes on. And then we need a GM or a booker to decide the matches. We need a location. And uh, two belts. You know, you might have heavyweight, junior, tag, whatever you want to do. So these are the stipulations. If you want to play along, please hashtag WCW Resurrection and share your roster with us today. Now, real quick, a uh, big shout out to uh, the new venture that we are creating at Brain Buster Radio. This is a collection of elite wrestling podcasts. Uh, we will be dropping audio Every single day of the week from WWE coverage, fantasy booking, interviews, all sorts of stuff. Uh, that starts April 1st, WrestleMania week. Uh, so follow at BrainBusta Radio for more information on that if you're not already. Now, we're going to start with Zach from Smark and Friends first. So let's get right to the program. Who do you have as your first roster pick? My first roster pick is going to be Bianca Belair. Um, I, WCW wasn't exactly known for women's wrestling, but I think if they're going to be coming back in 2019, they have to have a strong female presence. Uh, I, th- I see a lot of star power, uh, star potential in Bianca Belair, and she is definitely someone I would want to build my company around. She definitely has a, a persona and an attitude that I absolutely love. Um, and I don't re- watch NXT regularly enough, but she does look very promising. That's a very good opening pick. Uh, Mike, let's go ahead and hear your first pick for your roster. Well, I'm going to go with a... It's always good to build around someone who the people really want to see lose, I think. Really yeah. just... Get everyone fired up to see that guy lose. And right now, the young man I'm picking is Maxwell Jacob Feinstein. <laughs> that is nice. a very strong pick. I want to say somebody selected them in a previous show. So he's definitely somebody that uh, is an easy pick uh, because he's just a, a pompous prick sometimes. Um, most of the time. Now, is he one of your – just Just let us know. Um, as we go along, if they are one of your juniors or cruiserweights, just give us a heads up so I can notate that, all right? Alrighty. Uh, he's just my number one. He's just your number one. All right, fantastic. Zach, uh, who are we coming in second round? Who do you have? Well, I was thinking of who I would kind of cast as Sting in a, in a new WCW. <laughs> uh, and I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm thinking big picture. I'm thinking long-term storyline. And how like Sting, he started as like this good guy, clean cut surfer Sting that we all that we all know and love, and kind of evolved into like the macabre crow kind of thing. I would want to turn it on its head. I want to start with someone who's who's got those macabre elements, bit of a loner, bit of an outsider, who who I think could evolve and maybe to the good guy role. And that whole Sting persona or Sting person uh, role in the company comes for a circle, full circle. And my pick for that Sting role is Darby Allen. Uh, Interesting. awesome yeah. uh, guy on the indies right now. Uh, just really knows his character. Really, really dark, brooding. I'm going to see him this coming weekend uh, at IWS, and I just cannot wait. 
but yes, Darby Allen, that's my sting. That's a, a very interesting choice. Um, he's very off the beaten path as far as a character, so I like uh, what you're thinking there. Very interesting. I like that. Uh, let's see, Baker Show, what do you have next on your roster? Well, I also think that women's wrestling is making a strong comeback, and you will need a strong presence, so I am going with a strong woman. My number two pick is Jordan Grace. You know, I knew that name was going to be on the list uh, because she's just so damn good and uh, a great uh, face and a great voice and a great person to be in anybody's roster, which is why everybody wants her. Um, great choice. And Mike, I can't wait to see Jordan Grace versus MJF in your in your WCW. That sounds uh, really fun. Uh, all right, Zach, up next, who we got? I got to go with a bit of a legacy talent. Um I think WCW would be a great home for Tessa Blanchard. Uh, you know, like the history is built in with her with her name, and I think she'd be a great uh, a great person to have for WCW. It is really cool to see Jordan and Tessa not even not just on these lists, but also doing phenomenal all over the indie wrestling scene and even Impact Pro Wrestling. And uh, wow, superheroes for Tessa! Uh, awesome pick, Zach. I absolutely love it, uh, Baker. Third round, who do you have? I'm surprised he's going third round, but I did a little research, and he's there technically. But if you don't have this guy on your roster and he's available, you've lost your mind because I think he is the complete package, and that is Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole is, uh, you know, it seems like he's been around for ages, um, but he's only 29, and, and he is – gonna be that choice that i would probably put a belt on right away because he's just that good um now remember to signify your cruiserweights and your juniors guys we have uh the first three picks down uh zach who do we go with next on your team well i'm glad i'm, t- I'm glad to say that i am not crazy by uh, mike's criteria because i also have <laughs> adam cole baby on my list I kind of see him in uh, in the Hogan role, actually. Um, wow. Not like you know, not coming from like uh, from another company and being the figurehead of an invasion uh, per se. But I see him as like the main antagonist, and I have him kind of paired up with someone else in my fantasy booking scenario, which we're going to get to soon. But yes, Adam Cole, you definitely want him on your roster. That's awesome that you guys both pick Adam Cole. Um, just under thirty. Uh, time and recording he has done so much in such a little minute uh, amount of time it's it's incredible um, yeah i was i was surprised you know when i first thought of him i was like there's no way he's he's under 30 <laughs> but i'm gonna check it out anyway and sure enough he's turning 30 uh this summer so uh ba- baker who do we have next on your uh, wcw resurrection roster well, WCW was obviously known for its amazing cruiserweight, so I'm going to go ahead and let you know now that this is my first cruiserweight pick, awesome. junior pick, and colorful, exciting, and young, and ton of upside. This is going to be my Rey Mysterio. This is going to be my guy that the jaws drop whenever he's in the ring. <laughs> wow. And I am going with Bandito. Bandito is a um, – he's a superstar right now and he's only 23 um absolutely dominating uh everywhere he goes um tremendous choice um and nice to see him as the first junior 
and he's only getting started. Uh, Zach, you've got some really, I mean, there's some big, big spotlight names on Mike's show, but it's time for your fifth choice. Uh, who do you have on your uh, on your roster next? My next pick, I'm going to go with one of my juniors as well, with L. Lindemann. Uh, if, uh, if anyone's ever uh, tuned into OWE, uh, he is like he's a very short man, uh, and like you, do, you almost he—he's not—he's not, not going to get like a big spot uh, in North America. Uh, but like, what's really fun about OWE is like he's a small guy, but he's throwing people around like he's Taz, and everyone else is just Chris Jericho. Uh, great talent, someone I would want for my cruiserweight uh, slash juniors division. Now, tell us just briefly about how you feel about uh, OWE represented in in All Elite coming up. Uh just give us a little a little background on that. I'm curious to see your to hear your impressions about that. Uh well, I'm going to show my cards a little bit uh going into uh <laughs> like speaking a little bit about the rest of my roster by by doing so, but I'm I'm very glad to share. I think uh having OWE showcased in AEW is one of the smartest things AEW is doing. Um, a lot of like a lot of modern wrestlers are kind of emulating the cruiserweight style, which uh, was showcased so prominently in uh, WCW late '90s. That if you have a cruiserweight division today, it's going to be hard to like for them to stand out like against even their own heavyweights because you know you have people like Seth Rollins who are doing what the WCW cruiserweights were doing. OWE is doing something. You can look up, just just look up gifts, and you will know that these guys are doing something special and something that is so almost alien to what um, what other companies are doing now with with high flying style and just absolute ridiculous showcases of athleticism and high flying. It's, I, it's uh, unbelievable. I totally agree that it's a very very swift smart move uh, by AEW. Um, and choosing L. Lindemann, who I am not super familiar with, um, is a great choice um, because, you know, it's like Jackie Chan wrestling. It's so phenomenal. It's like you're watching a high-speed action movie, um, and it's tremendous pro wrestling. It's lots of fun. It's an evolution, I'd say, of the wrestling game um, and a fantastic choice. And thank you for your insight on that. Uh, Baker. Whew, we're getting some interesting names here, but 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 I'm liking Bandito. So who else do you have next? Well, in my head, in order, f- the best part about Rey Mysterio and WCW was he had a bunch of guys who he had mm. to go up against to put on these five star matches. And in my head, someone who you could build an entire feud, an entire program around for years and never get stuff because they would just tear the house down is my second Cruiser Junior. And that is Daryl's daddy, Hiromu Takahashi. Oh man, you just uh, yeah, you hit a you hit. Well, that's close to home, buddy. I love that choice. Uh, Hiromu is um, a fiery spirit, um, to say the least. And him versus Bandito is uh, stuff that makes me drool. So, I mean, the, the interesting about both of those is that. They're so charismatic that they don't even need to speak the language. You can just get involved yeah. just by their actions and their expression and just how they perform. And that's a strong point just to draw people in. Because, you know, that can be like these guys don't even need to speak the language and they can just draw people in with their mannerisms, especially Hiromo. I mean, that guy is just a walking expression of just 
awesome to me. <laughs> Absolutely, and very well said. Um, all right, let's go next to Zach. Who is next on your roster? I'm gonna just get my uh, my one of my next juniors out of the way because he's someone else who I'm not like quite familiar with. But again, he's a huge uh, representative of the uh, OWE style, and that's gonna be T Hawk. <laughs> I have seen some T-Hawk, and uh, that's a great choice. I do like that you're putting some of these new, unfamiliar names in the roster. Uh, I do like that quite a bit. And if you haven't seen T-Hawk, is part of the OWE roster. Uh, you can, If you want to DM me, let me know, or shout out to Miriam on Twitter, uh, who does watch a little bit more than I do. Uh, let us know, and we will definitely send you in the right direction if you want to see more OWE. So, great choice. Uh, Baker, let's keep rolling on. Who is your sixth choice on your WCW Resurrection roster? This is going to be my last junior, and this is my little outside of the box pick. WCW was known for giving really young but talented wrestlers a chance to really shine and perform. And um, I'm going with someone who actually has ties to the business and has had ties for a long time. He's not well known in the States, but... He recently gave Nick Aldis a run for the money, even as a junior in um, England, and that's Ricky Knight Jr. Oh, wow. That's a really good choice. I did not expect to hear that uh, that name, as I'm just notating it here on the list. Ricky Knight Jr., great choice. Uh, very, very cool. All right, let's keep trucking along because we still have several picks. We need a location for all this madness to happen. We also need a GM and, a, and and belts. So let's keep trucking right along. Zach, you are next up. Uh, what do we have next? Well, paired up with uh, with Adam Cole as kind of the leader of the uh, main antagonist faction, as WCW was, that was kind of a staple, would be Andrade Cien Almas. So it's... you have a key member of the Bullet Club, and a key member, and I'm going to botch this because I always do, Los Ingobernable. You hit it right on the head, and to think that he's not even 30 yet is silly. Yeah, um, yeah you, you, you got me with that pick. I love it. Um, Cien Almas is definitely somebody who should be carrying a major title in the WWE programming, in my opinion. And why not give him a group? He killed it with Los Ingobernables, so... Fantastic choice, and, and I like the the history that you bring with uh, Bullet Club and Lij. So, but Baker's got an electric roster growing right here with five star matches absolutely everywhere. So Baker, you have fulfilled your junior allotment. So let's see who do you have next. This is another kind of outside the box pick, but I watch him in progress, and he's like a specialist. He's almost like my Malenko. And he can go with anybody. You can put him with anyone, and he just has an amazing match. And that is the founding member, or one of the founding members of CCK, Chris Brooks. Oh man, I absolutely love CCK. Um, Chris Brooks and CCK uh, has uh, yes, it, it's he's another guy for me. When I think about Chris Brooks, I think of him beyond thirty, just because he's done so much in uh the brit rest scene with so many different organizations um so holy cow that's a big one and i'm really digging your roster 
uh, to see some CCK on there, and his he's got the best one of the best entrance musics uh, ever. So type in CCK wrestling into your Google machine and have some fun with that. Um, great choices, guys. Now we're down to three picks left, and we're getting down to the nitty gritty. And I, I'm seeing some fantastic storylines already being created. Some great matches, of course. Um, but let's let's pick a location. Let's jump off the path for a moment. Where is all of this going to happen for you, Zach? Where's your location for tapings, pay-per-views? Where's your home base at, sir? Well, I think if, if it's coming back today, 2019, I know that the first taping should happen in Panama City. Uh, because A, we got I already got Adam Cole on my roster, and and two, that's where the last WCW Nitro aired. Uh, from there, I would then kind of gravitate back towards the Georgia area, as was synonymous with WCW. That's uh, I like the history that you bring to that, um, because WCW, let's face it, is a very southern organization in the United States. Uh, roots, of course, coming from Georgia. And NWA, um, so starting it off in the South is, I think, a very appropriate decision for your WCW resurrection. But Baker, let's hear what you have for your location. I'm going to go a completely different route because for me, the main thing about the wrestling business it's about location, location, location. <laughs> and I am going with Los Angeles, California, and here's my reason why. Because you have the New Japan Dojo there, so you could get an easy working arrangement with some of that talent hubbing in, as well as the talent from CMLL and AAA in Mexico. Los Angeles is an easy hub for anyone to get to. You can pop a flight anywhere into Los Angeles. So if you're in a location like that, you can bring in all this talent for these special events just by centralizing in that one spot. And plus, you can branch out easily from there into other locations. So for me, Los Angeles, just because of the the working relationship you can establish with all those other promotions and easily get them in there, you got to go with someplace like that. That's a, that's a damn fine pick, sir. Absolutely love it. Um, but let's finish out the roster first. Zach, we have three more choices left. You still have a junior on the card. Mm -hmm. uh, you still have only one female representative so far. So where are we going next with your pick? Uh, pardon me. I, I do have two. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Test, two. Uh, yes. Yes. Sorry okay. about that. Yes. Okay, just making sure I did my uh, I didn't No, it's all good. It's that all was good. me. <laughs> uh, rounding out my juniors okay. is, uh, well, WCW, they had a couple shooters in their cruiserweight division, and I'm going to put Jack Gallagher in that spot. Gentleman Jack, who's got a, a, like a brilliant MMA background that's not very much explored on 205 Live, and also like he can just grapple with the best of them. I've seen his MMA match um, once before. And I was really impressed. I was really impressed because when you see that character on TV, albeit in Progress or 205 or wherever he is now, um, you don't really think of him as an MMA fighter. But he definitely, definitely can do it, and he's won one. So um, very interesting decision. I like that you have some uh, different nationalities going, um, different backgrounds. Very fun. Uh, let's see who we have next for The Baker Show. Who you got, bud? Well, I too am going back to the United Kingdom, and I'm tickled to death that he's still around because I wasn't sure if he would. But this is a guy who can go junior 
or heavies, and he's done it. He's matched up with several different guys of several different sizes, and that is the big strong boy himself, Tyler Bate. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely somebody. Um, he is a big strong boy, uh, and you can put him in just about any role. Um, he's very versatile. And uh, I'm loving the UK picks. So Tyler Bate is in there. Now we have two picks left. Let's jump to, uh, let's move to the GM. Let's listen to your bookers. I'm interested to see who we have choosing all of these matches and rivalries. Uh, So your GM, now this could be any age. We don't have to be under 30, of course. Um, Let's hear Zach's GM first. Who you got, buddy? I got to go with Sting, uh, Steve Borden. Um, I at first I was thinking Ric Flair, you know, because uh, I think you know he's very synonymous with WCW himself. Uh, but what I envision for Sting is being kind of like an uh, kind of like what William Regal does on, in NXT, kind of mi- making these decisions out in the ether and not uh, not on the air all the time. Uh, and I think that's a role very well suited for Sting. Um, so I, yeah, Steve Borden's my guy. Baker, I think you might have lost this particular round, buddy. I'm just going to be straight with you, but um, sell me on your on your GM. Uh, change my mind, please. Well, since it's 2019, I figured I'd go with someone who is not only comfortable call not comfortable seeing intergender matches, but would probably pull the trigger on him because he's commentated on him. That's Matt Stryker. Ooh, that's an interesting one because. Uh, the familiarity he has with from all the matches he's called on Lucha Underground, I think he wouldn't be scared to put Jordan Grace in a title match against anyone. I don't think he'd be scared to book a female versus male intergender match. And in 2019, people are really kind of gearing towards that because the most exciting part of the Royal Rumble was when Nia Jax was in it against the guys. People lost their minds. And when China popped in the Royal Rumbles, people used to lose their minds. So you have to have someone who's not afraid to book that match in 2019 on a big scale. I'll tell you what, uh, when you when when Zach, when you said Sting, I immediately gave you the check mark. But with that explanation, man, you think about Matt Stryker. He really goes under the radar. He has been literally everywhere. He's voiced for so many different companies. He has a really good idea of what the fans are booing and chanting for because he's right there in the best spot. Um, so that's a solid pick, Baker. I'm absolutely loving that. I will have to rethink this. Uh, so the check mark goes undecided for now. Now, let's go to second to last pick for you, Zach, on your roster. Juniors are filled out. And and personally, I can see some of these juniors being moved up in different divisions. So great choices, guys. Um, Zach, who you have next? Next, uh, when I was building my roster, I realized I'm kind of missing like some powerhouses. So that informed my next decision. And again, someone else from the Brit Racine, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Um, you know, Australian talent has been unreal in the last uh, about five years, and Rhea Ripley is just another person who's just come out of nowhere, and they just have a natural gift, and the Aussie scene, the New Zealand scene is unreal right now. Great choice, and she is a powerhouse, and I'm pretty sure she can kick every guy's ass on your roster, uh, so I'd love to see that. Uh, Baker, who do we have next? Well, I'm glad we're kind of sticking around in the the foreign department because I have my wild card and she is a female competitor. She's young, but she is tough as nails and she's just fearless, I think. And that's Miss Millie McKenzie. (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely, dude. Millie McKenzie is, if you haven't seen her, she's been... Uh, uh, she's had the odd NXT UK match. Uh, she's uh, Sendai Girls Junior Champion right now. Uh, she's in progress. Uh, she's been absolutely everywhere in the UK. And Millie McKenzie is the suplex machine. She is, um, she is just a phenomenal talent, and uh, you know, just out of her teens, and she already wrestles like she's thirty-five. It's a tremendous talent. Um, all right, let's go to the titles. I'm I, I'm gonna save the last pick. Um, let's go to the titles. Zach, give us your two titles. Now these titles can be worlds, they can be fictional, they could be middleweight, they could be anything you want them to be. Uh, what are your two belts that everybody are gunning for? The first one is the big gold belt. Uh, in my eyes, there's no WCW without that. Um, I would be careful to uh, be deliberate in branding it as the world championship because you know we our roster it's got a lot of juniors and i, and I think everyone should be vying for that top prize uh my second pick uh, from my research i don't believe this title has been done and i think this would be a good home for it a women's television championship uh, a championship that was defended at every taping within the women's division uh and i would love to see that I would love to see that too, actually. That's a great idea, um, to see that at every taping. No BS. We're not waiting for the pay-per-view. We need that belt defended every single week. I think that's a good idea. And honestly, that's what I think the U.S. title right now in WWE should be. I mean, let's put that on the belt. Let's put that on the line every week. Um, I think, just on a, going off the track here, I think that's what WWE did really well with the John Cena Open Challenge. Um, challenging that every week was a really intriguing thing to see. Um, and I like your idea about putting the women's belt as a TV champion. Very cool. Uh, Baker, who, what are your two titles that everybody are gunning for? Okay. Now you're going to see my Matt Stryker tie-in. <laughs> okay. My main belt is the WCW Undisputed Championship. The reason why I say it's undisputed championship because it is the big belt, but a male or female competitor can hold the title. It doesn't matter. You go in there, you win, you're the champ. Awesome. So no divisions, no nothing. Uh, anybody can get this belt, and everybody wants it. So fantastic choice. Uh, but there's a secondary title, and what is that for you? The secondary title for me is what I call the WCW Limitless title. <laughs> and tell us about that a little bit. I'm curious. This is more of my mid-card belt. It's kind of like my intercontinental belt, but once again, the same stipulation. This is world championship wrestling. That means it's the world. It doesn't say male or female. I want everyone on my roster to be super hungry to realize that they're going to get the same opportunities and the same chances as the other gender it doesn't matter if you're better than that person across the ring from you you can take it so i want there to be no limits that's why it's the, that's why it's my limitless belt that is uh very fascinating and i like the um in engine ingenuity of uh you guys putting different belts up there but also keeping classic belts uh that's kind of a stalemate so far so great choices guys very very cool i'll have to think those over now we are down to the final picks and before we do so i just want to say thank you guys very much for joining um this has been a hell of a lot of fun to actually pit two very smart minds against each other 
and and I will go through these over the next couple days. I will uh, very meticulously choose who I feel had the best roster, location, belts, everything. And when we release this on Tuesday, I will determine a winner and let you guys know. So you have one last chance. Final pick of the roster. Zach, who is your final pick on the roster? This is going to be a little anticlimactic because I I was going to say this name last time, but I said Rhea Ripley because I felt that Mike and I were vibing and we had a lot of similar names already, and I was worried he was going to say Rhea. So I indeed also have the big strong boy, uh, Tyler Bate. Um, how good he is at his age is absolutely ridiculous, and like he's only going to get better, which is even more ridiculous. Uh, you're never disappointed with a Tyler Bate match. Um he is he is someone I would want to build uh, build around as well. I immediately the first name that drew my eyes was a Tyler Bate versus Andrade Almas match, and I just mm. thought to myself, "Holy crap, that would be pretty sensational!" So fantastic choice, very very climatic. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Baker, where are we, who are we rounding out? Uh, who's the last person on your roster? I'm kind of looking to the future because I let all my big guns out early, which is mm-hmm. fine. But I think it's important that you have kind of like an enforcer type, an Arn Anderson type, a guy who's just going to go in there and bruise you up, just knock the crap out of you. You know, make you feel like, oh, my God, I have got to <laughs> fight with everything I got or this guy is going to murder me. And I went back and forth between two, but I think... He's young, he's athletic as heck, he's got a good look, and I think he's only going to get better. And he also can flip-flop between juniors and heavies, depends on his weight gain, and that's Fabian Eichner. That's a, that's a great choice. Um, and I like how you've picked somebody who is still developing, still a bit younger, um, that we haven't really seen the potential from just yet. Um, great choice, man. I absolutely love it. Now... Here is the roster. We will put them up online at Wilford Watches, of course. We will put the rosters up. Locations, I will happily hear from the fans, hear from the listeners, um, to, to hear what you guys think. But ultimately, what we will do is we will go through these. I will choose how I feel is the best one. And I will reveal the winner when this is released Tuesday on Twitter, of course. So... Very big thanks, guys. A tremendous idea. If you haven't heard some of these names, please go look them up. Wrestling is amazing right now, and you guys picked a lot of people uh, who have some really bright futures in the world of pro wrestling. So big shout-out here. Uh, Smark and Friends on Twitter and Baker underscore show on Twitter. Uh, Smark and Friends, I think you're you're off-season right now, but tell us about your program just real briefly. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're between seasons right now. Uh, what we do is I welcome Montreal, uh, Montreal artists, be they actors, producers, punk rockers, uh, whatnot, um, who aren't wrestling fans, and I bring them into the studio. We watch a match on the WWE Network. We queue it up, so if you're listening to the pod, you can, wa- uh, listen, uh, you can watch it and listen to the pod as an alternate commentary track. And uh, yeah, we have a little fun with, some, uh, with people's like, no-context reaction to what's going on in the world of wrestling. 
Fantastic. And Baker, I don't think you are necessarily like a podcaster, but I know you've been on shows before and you have a wonderful idea for pro wrestling. So tell us uh, something that you may be part of or you're something that you're looking forward to uh, in the upcoming weeks or month. I just enjoy the conversations. It's nice mm-hmm. to have intelligent conversations about something that I've loved my whole life. Um, I have been on the Why We Watch podcast. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to Aaron and Mags. Um, it's just I'm open to whatever. I'm looking forward to AEW if they ever get a TV deal. They need to go ahead and announce that. <laughs> I think that is definitely in the works uh, and in the pipeline. I am also very excited about the promise that AEW holds. Um, and let's hope that, uh, you know, all of this chatter and talk and this buzz creates something real and creates something long-lasting because I think it'll be better for the entire landscape of pro wrestling. So, guys, thank you very much for joining WCW Resurrection here on Wilford Watches Podcast, soon to be on Brain Buster Radio starting Mania Week April 1st, so please give a follow to Wilford Watches and Brain Busta Radio on Twitter, and we will see you next week. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 response unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.